Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. I have no update on injuries, so everyone's pretty pretty healthy. When did you think you could get to this point, Dan, as a team? Is there any time during the season? Or? I would say in the non-conference. Um, what did you see? Obviously, you know, in the, in the PKI, and then even, um, you know, like going on the road to Florida back when, you know, they, they were going to be at least a bubble team when uh, until they lost their center, you know, and, and we played in such impressive fashion. And even Oklahoma State at home, um, you know, they were, you know, with Avery in there, Avery Anderson, they were a tournament team, right? And we... You know, we, we kind of handled those two teams and then handled all the big non-conference games. I think that's, even when we went through the tough stretch in league play, we, we knew, again, once we got to you know, the, the, the more non-conference type of opponents that we could do it. Dan, when you first stepped on that podium as head coach, this was kind of the, the goal to rebuild UConn to mm -hmm. where it was. In terms of timetable, in terms of getting to where this program is, um, I mean, obviously, you, you're where you wanted to be. Is the timetable right? And yeah. and is it a comeback, or is this program just <laughs> where it always should yeah, be? Yeah, well, I, I'll say this. Back when I took the job, it was a different um, you know, the pro. You had to build a program back when I took the job. That was pre-transfer portal. That was pre-NIL. You know, uh, you know it, it, there were a lot of things different about taking a program from you know where, where ours was to back to, obviously, this level. Um, so yeah, the, the timeline I think with the way that we did it in terms of building a culture, you know, doing it without without cheating, without lying, without you're doing it with integrity and building it the right way. Yeah, I mean we're we're you know exactly on time. What I'd like to have you know I'm not gonna talk about next year or last year. Excuse me. Uh, you're gonna get me to say I wish I had a Sweet 16 last year to, to kind of build. But um, and then as far as this goes. You know, all, you know, you know, UConn and Blue Blood, uh, Blue Blood programs, they're only as good as the, the players you get, the coaching staff you have, you know, having an incredible brand, it, it, it's great because that means you have a huge fan base and, and generally there's going to be a pretty good commitment in terms of resources. But, you know, if you don't have the right people, if I don't have the right coaching staff, you don't have the right head coach, the right assistants and, and the right type of players, you know, being a Blue Blood doesn't, there's a lot of teams at home right now that are blue bloods. Dan, you talked about the guys you were having a chip on their shoulder during the season, mm -hmm. but you go into this weekend, you know, as a favorite. How did that change things, or does it at all? Yeah, I just, you know, it, the, the struggles during the Big East play, I think, is uh, is, is a great reminder and something that we can reflect on. That if we get away from our identity, hardest playing team on the court, you know, play defense at, at an elite level, move the ball offensively and win the rebounding, like if we get away from that, we're as vulnerable as, as you know, as anyone else. Uh, we've already experienced it. And again, we were not a ranked team in the preseason. Uh, that was something that we, uh, you know, we utilized a lot early on. And, you know, I guess it's, it's harder now um, because we've had a great season to this point. But uh, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't set out for the season setting the goal of going to the Final Four. It's an incredible accomplishment. but. We, we 
we want to play for the national championship on Monday. Tim, can, can you share in general how you have to go about recruiting out of the portal? I know like how much evaluation and analysis goes through traditional means to find good players and not only that, but kids who fit your culture, so to speak. Yeah. Whereas in the portal, you're kind of in a rush race. Uh, can, can you just tell me about that process and how you, need to yeah. be, how you can be successful with it? Well, I just think, um, obviously, as, as this season is you know, in the back of your mind right now, you're obviously thinking about who's going to return, who's going to the NBA, um, you know, who, who's, you know, who's likely to go in the portal. And you're really obviously thinking about the type of skill set, but I think we learned a lot about the type of personalities that um, you need to bring into a program like UConn because it is a unique place. You, you, uh, the mental makeup of, of the players is critical to be able to handle the standards, um, you know, and the outside noise when you play in a place like this. I think we, you know, we just we nailed it with a guy like Tristan who's like a cool customer. Uh, you know, who's like kind of like pretty level-headed and steady with his uh, with, with his approach. You got Joey, who's got a ton of swagger, and uh, you know Hassan with tremendous toughness, and Naheem, who's got confidence from having come through in the NCAA tournament. So we're not going to be in a rush. I wasn't in a rush. We were very specific. There was a, actually probably a pretty long time in between most of those guys in terms of. And when we took them and what we identified. So it's not too difficult to gauge those intangibles no, versus I, I, regular recruiting? No, because we, uh, I think we lear we've learned a lot from some past mistakes that we've made. Um, just, we've got to get to know people and, and uh, just because somebody's rated high or considered the seventh best transfer doesn't mean that they can help you win. There's a lot of high-level high school, I don't know if there's not a McDonald's All-American left and you know, there's probably a lot of top transfers whose teams didn't get very far. So you got to get who fits you and what your program needs. Coach, what challenges does Miami present with its guards? Oh, uh, just tremendous uh, individual ability to get their own shot. Uh, you know, to to, to score. Um, you know, Miller is an NBA player. Uh, Wang uh, is an NBA guard. Those two guys are. You know, they they should be draft picks. They're both tremendous players that are really hard to guard one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you know, Pac is obviously, you know, one of the best shooters in the country, and even though he doesn't have great size, he finds separation and he gets it off quick. Um, you know, Poplar is another player that's, like, played at a very high level, and he may be an NBA player as well. So, you know, they're just really talented, and then they've got a five-man that's maybe the best rebounder and physical presence in the country. So it's a... Really, really hard game for both of us. Dan, at the start of the tournament, you talked about having the balance between having that chip on your shoulder and having a little bit of swagger. And we even saw you looser than I think we've ever seen you on the sideline before. How do you maintain that balance going into Thursday and the rest of the way? Yeah, I'm probably as loose as I was when we were playing so great in the beginning of the year. You probably asked me, like, why are you so loose? And then when your <laughs> team's not playing great, you know, you tend to be more animated because you're trying to get the, you know, you're fighting for every point. Um, you know, I just think that the you know the group I jumped them today a little bit um, in practice because they do they got to get their head out of their phone. Um, and there's obviously a lot of media and attention that, that comes with this. That comes with this. That's great for university. It's great for the basketball program. When you get on this stage, um, you know it's a great opportunity for everyone. But we you know we've got to be focused on the work. We've got like you know 101 hours or something. No one's mm -hmm. counting, but like 101 hours until we play. <laughs> and um, we need to be completely immersed when we're not in front of you guys. 
in our work and in preparation for a great Miami team. And Andre, Andre is obviously so important to the team. Maybe not, maybe starting to get some national recognition now, but you know, didn't, didn't make all regional, didn't make all Big East, that kind of stuff. Does that even bother him or does it fuel him? It seems like he just, he, all he cares about is a team and individual yeah. stuff doesn't matter at all. There's a re all regional team? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Adama and uh, Jordan. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, listen, he's the most selfless, you know, the best leader, the best captain you'll ever come across. Um, and I also, Andre, uh, yeah, he, he's probably slighted in terms of uh, those types of awards. Obviously, we, you know, we, we put him up for a lot of, like, the defensive awards. But, you know, in the end, uh, you know, he's, he's got a tremendous legacy here that he's created from nothing. He got here, and, and the team wasn't very good. Uh, and, and he's helped rebuild this thing. And, and the, the right NBA people really, really love his traits. So um, if he ends up playing in the NBA for 12 years and doesn't make the all-region team, I'm sure he's going to Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Coach, have you talked to any coaches about the logistics of how to handle a Final Four? This is your first one. And will you have a moment of reflection maybe 10 minutes before the game when you see 70,000 people <laughs> oh, from St. Benedict's to here? Oh, crazy, right? I mean, it's been unbelievable. Um, listen, I've been, uh, I've been um, just mining with Coach Calhoun, uh, you know, for information, advice, wisdom, especially in the last month, uh, but recently on Overdrive, uh, just to try to squeeze every bit of information from him. Uh, and he's been a fixture here, and he'll be back before we go for one last message to the boys, okay. and then he'll be with us. Uh, obviously, Gino. Um, Gino's been an incredible resource of, since I've been here, and, you know, he's obviously... Uh, you know, been helpful getting ready for this weekend. Um, and then for me, you know, I've reached, uh, you know, Jay's been, Jay Wright's been great to me. Uh, you know, Coach K uh, with, with their Final Four experience. You know, and I have my own people, my brother, my dad, you know, Seth Greenberg, you know, the people that, that give me great advice just as, as a coach, really smart people that I respect. Yeah, Dan, how much? Prep, a lot of the guys have noted Luke, Coach Luke you know, and the way that he's scouted the teams. Can you just speak to him and how valuable he is? I mean, oh, sorry, man. Luke and Kamani and, and, and Tom, obviously, uh, they just do, I don't have, there's not a better group of assistants. I've said this, you know, several times in the last couple of days. It's a special group of players, um, but it's a unique staff where, where you have, you know, Kamani and Luke's phones should be ringing off the hook. Uh, you know, with coaching opportunities, because uh, of, you know, what they've been able to do here as recruiters and player development and as tactical coaches. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and Luke is, uh, Luke's a brilliant basketball guy. Um, you know, come on, you know, these guys are, they're, they're brilliant coaches. This is Dan, kind of a reward, obviously, for you guys and what you've done so far. But how much is also a reward for the families? Because you know, obviously they started with taking them to practice when they yeah, were, whenever. Yeah. We talked about that in Vegas, uh, not just that it was the players, families, which is, you know, they've sacrificed so much to get us all here. Our wives, our, our, our parents, our, our grandmothers. Then also, you accumulated a lot of other folks along the way. Uh, you know, um, you know Mario and Kimber and their family. 
uh, the parents of Aubrey and, and, and Mike Hayes and Teddy Atlas and Inky Johnson, right? And uh, all the people that have kind of come through and have like uh, helped us build a culture here, right? Like the, like kind of like the speakers who live and die with our games. I get, I get motivational videos from Teddy Atlas before every game, him in a boxing gym, and I'm ready to go take somebody's head off. You know, like <laughs> but that's, you know, just that's what the, like programs become. Like all, all the people that are close to you, you know, the administration, Dave Benedict and President Herbst and uh, President Radanka, like all these people that are part of it. It's more than just players and coaches. Dan, how much has the Big East uh, meant to this program getting back there? And how much have you meant to the Big East? I, th I think that last part was important. You know, it's been a very mutually beneficial relationship. Um, uh, I think we've been, we've been unbelievable for the Big East and the Big East has been unbelievable, you know, for us, uh, you know, and, and um, I think it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect fit. You know, that this year I think the top four, and, and when Providence was really playing well, the top five of our league was as good as or better than every league in the country. You know, if, if Fremantle doesn't get hurt, you know, um, you know, who knows if they're in the final four. Creighton was obviously very close. Uh, we're there. You know, and Marquette, you know, had an unbelievable season. So um, it's, it's, it's been a great, it's a great partnership. I think we both needed each other. Dan, would you, would you say from day one at Wagner to towards the end of year five at UConn, you've changed a great deal as a coach. Are there certain things you've learned over these years about? Yeah, I probably learned the most, I'd say, Benedict's, to be honest with you. Uh, the best thing ever happened to me was getting fired at Rutgers because um, then I, I had to, uh, I didn't just become like a college coaching robot. Like I, I went and uh, I taught history and, you know, I, I uh, was responsible for homeroom uh, in the morning and afternoon cleanup. And, you know, I, I coached, I learned how to be a leader. I made a lot of mistakes and I learned from them and I developed my own coaching style. And Father Edwin Leahy at that school mm -hmm. taught me a lot about how to be a leader. Um, yeah, and then I, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking every coach is always getting better and you're going to continue to get better until it's time for you to, to retire. And then, you know, you got to go away once you stop improving. Because no one masters coaching. I mean, you just get too old to keep going. You ever chuckle about this journey? I mean, Las Vegas, you had a hotel issue, plane coming back. I mean, you have a good sense of humor. Do you, do you take, how do you take those things? It's I just think easy. it's me. <laughs> I don't think it's anybody else. I just think it's me. <laughs> okay. It's me. I mean, I, I've always, these things always happen to my teams, but I do think things like this, you know, it's good for, yeah, it's good. I think it's good for the happiest things going on. It brings you, brings you together and gives you that little bit of edge that, you know, like, oh, they, they disrespected us. They sent us to the, it's good for the story. They sent us the worst plane, even though it's a great plane. <laughs> Cavernous uh, backdrop of a football stadium. I mean, both yeah. teams have to deal with it, obviously. But yeah. is there any way to prepare for that? Uh, I mean, we're, we're, as long as there's not something set up, we'll just try to get into Gamble tomorrow, just so that you're shooting in a bigger place than a practice gym. Um, but we, we actually get a couple, you know, you get a practice in there, hmm. a close practice, you get another chance to shoot. I think we'll get enough time in there. And I, and I do think that... Uh, we have guys that are that are confident shooters that aren't going to be, you know, Jordan thinks he's going to make every shot. Joey thinks he's going to make every shot. Alex, so going to be confident. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. 
CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.